Welcome, everybody, to It Tastes Different Gaming Podcast, a podcast with three different flavors coming from three different gamers. I am your host, Shane Eisterhold, and I want to welcome my co-host, Patrick Smith and Nick Irwin. Hey, Patrick. Where can they find us? Well, the first place you should check out is our website at ittastedifferent.com. This is the place where you can subscribe to all of our streams and connect to all of our social media sites. Um, you can also find us on Facebook at It Tastes Different. Uh, we're also on Instagram uh, at It Tastes Different PC. And then last but not least is Twitter, where you can find us at It Tastes Diff. What's for dessert today? Today we fill the bat cave with ice cream. Patrick, what flavor are we having? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about the DC fandom thing that just happened. You know, we did DC fandom just came out and they were talking about a couple of new, new games that were coming out. Uh, the first one, you know, is, is Gotham Knights. I just want to talk about that one first. That's the one by Warner Brothers, uh, games in Montreal. You know, I, we kind of heard rumors of something like this, but, but what I thought was kind of cool, it looks like, you know, it's, uh, it's Batman. Basically, you know, I don't want to give away anything, but basically it's going to have like Nightwing, Batgirl, Robin and Red Hood in it. Well, that's at least what we saw in the trailer. Um, you know, so I, I definitely interested in that. I'm kind of wondering if they're going to make this co-op. They did show a couple of scenes of that, you know, where there was a couple of them fighting together, especially like the Mr. Freeze scene. And then a couple of scenes where Batgirl and Robin were kind of fighting together against some like trash mob NPCs. You know, I, I think that that looks pretty good. And I hope they go a co-op route with it. I mean, they showed four characters. I wonder if they're going to make it four or just two. What do you guys think about this one that they showed that they showed off? at DC Fancom. Well, I think uh, I am excited as heck for it. It is going to be co-op. I just double-checked that. It is going to be four-player co-op. You'll also be able to play as the same character as uh, your friend. So you can have two bat uh, girls running, two red hoods or whatnot. So that is pretty cool. I, I love the Arkham series. Uh, I know Warner Brothers Montreal, they did the... Uh, God, the other Batman game that wasn't quite as good, uh, Batman Origins. But mm-hmm. I'm really excited for it. Uh, I hope uh, I hope they took some lessons from what they did on that one. Plus, I hope they take some lessons from uh, Arkham City, which was a great game, but it had some issues. I think they were trying to do a little too much. They kind of went away from the whole Batman thing. But I, I love the trailer. I love you know the combat system in that game. It's just fantastic. And, you know, I'm, I know they're going to end up having all the little, you know, extra characters you could play with just like they did on the other ones. Uh, so it's going to be, I'm going to say it's going to be a great game as long as, you know, they're not forced to push out crap before it's done. But I'm really excited for it. Yeah. I mean, right now everything's just rumors since it's not, there's, it's sometime in 2021. I mean, I'd, It'll be interesting if they do make it a four-player co-op, but I, it looks more like it might be two-player co-op since nothing's been said officially. Um, but, you know, I it, if they get some co-op in there, I really hope it's more than two, you know, yes. just because we play with a group of three to four. So <laughs> two-player kind of leaves some people out. But at least if it's two-player co-op, we can play, you know, we can just t- pair off in twosies. Right. Nick, what do you think about these kind of games? Are you a fan of the Batman, you know, the Arkham the Arkham series type stuff? I am. I you know, truth be told, I only played through Arkham Asylum. Uh, I do have Arkham City and Arkham Knight. I <laughs> never played through them. And I loved Arkham Asylum. Um, and, and I do want to play through Arkham City and Arkham Knight. I just, at the time, I didn't have time to play those games. So it, it's going to be one of those series that I'll eventually get to and eventually play. 
through, and, and I do like those types of games. And I know that's rock setting and not Warner Brothers Montreal, but <clears throat> I think these, I think, you know, Origins was a, I didn't play, I played a little bit of Origins and it was an okay game and it got okay reviews at the time. I think they could definitely make something really cool. And, you know, they do show four characters, so it better be four-player co-op. You know, I'd hate it if it's something like two-player co-op, like you said. I mean, that would suck. Especially if you, I mean, if you're going to show four different characters, then have four-player co-op. I mean, what's yep. the point of having two-player co-op if you're going to show four characters? Then just show, you know, have Batgirl and Robin out there or something like that. Right. You know, <clears throat> that's a really in- interesting concept. You said Shane with it, being able to play as, uh, you know, two Nightwings or two Robins or whatever. Uh, I'm assuming they're going to have outfits and different outfits that you can put on. You know, all those characters had all sorts of different outfits. So that would be kind of cool. I wonder if that's something that you can just, you know, pick up and, and wear at the onset or if that's something that you find in the game. It would be really interesting to see how that mechanic works out. Maybe something like Spider-Man where you get the medals or medallions or whatever to unlock the different suits. All right. So yeah. it might be something like that. Yeah, we're just super early. Well, the information is kind of sparse out there, you know. Obviously, I think this one's coming out for PlayStation, Xbox, and PC, you know, Gotham Knights. So it'll be kind of cool. I mean, hopefully none of this is spoilers to any of you guys, but in the world is, you know, is Batman is dead. That's the whole premise of it, and it's the family taking over kind of thing, you know. So we're going to have Batgirl, Nightwing, Red Hood, and and Robin, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see how, you know, the game, the game trailer that I saw looks pretty. Looks like a, a very modern action RPG game, you know. But we won't see it until sometime in 2021, you know. So with the way that everything's going now, I hope sooner rather than later. But I'm <laughs> betting on later just because, you know, uh, I'm sure everybody's still trying to polish things up for the new consoles that are that are around the corner. So, you know, definitely would be interesting to play four player co op in in this game. And we'll just make Shane play Batgirl. We won't have to make him. He'll want to play Batgirl. You're dang right. Is this being developed for the new consoles, or is it also being developed for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One? It's both. It's coming out on both. PS4, yeah. PS5, Series oh, okay. X, and One. It's a cross-gen. So, yeah. Gotcha. They're, they're not forcing one way or the other. Right As of right now, you know, they basically haven't said that they're forcing it, but they said everything, so... It, it'll be yep. great. Play with you know, play with your friends. A uh, Batman, uh, Arkham, Arkham, Batman, Gotham Knights. You know, so it'll be online co-op. I'm hoping for, but it'll and more than likely, I think it'll be two. But we can all hope, right? <laughs> well, let's just say this much: if it's two, it's understandable. It's fine. If it's four, great. But nobody on earth should make a three-player co-op game. That is ridiculous. Yes, Destiny, I'm talking to you. <laughs> yeah, three-player co-ops just don't make a whole sense. Most yeah. most gamers come in pairs. Sometimes you have that third-wheel friend, but most often it's two it's two players that usually play together, and then they have a, a another group of two players that they play with. You know, I guess there are some of my friends that have their three-player group, but most often than not, they're two or four-player groups. But yeah, so that that's definitely one that I'm, I'm interested in, and that was that was basically talked about in the DC fandom thing this this past week. Um, so, you know, lots of Batman, lots of DC related stuff that they talked about, you know, but, you know, we were talking about the game. So Gotham, Gotham Knights, definitely very interested in that. Want to see more info in it. And we got to look forward to it sometime next year in, in 2021. Um, definitely will be one that's on my radar coming into 2021. What about you guys think, think it's on yours as well? I have played every Batman and I am just, I am just super excited for this game. 
absolutely well, love the Batman series. We can already hear it. Shane's already ready. He's getting his Batman voice going on. I'm Batman. He's getting his oh, suit yeah. on. Yeah, he's getting oh, yeah. his suit on. I was, I was going to go Christian Bale Batman, and then I thought, mm, let's go Affleck. Then instead he's like, he decided he's, he's going to go Batgirl. <laughs> Adam West. Adam it's, West. It's Adam West. Adam West. You got to get the little, you got to get the little pow, chow going on, you know, for Adam West. Oh my God. Now I know what I need to print. A big pow. <laughs> right? There you go. Just there for the game. game. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I think it looks good. good. Yeah, I think it looks good. And it's definitely on my radar. You know, if it turns out to be what we're all hoping it to be, then yeah, it's a definite must buy. DC games, you know, DC doesn't do as well as Marvel does usually, but their games are, in my opinion, usually better. Uh, so, you know, the Batman series games are always pretty good, you know. So we'll see how this we'll see how this one plays out. Um, yeah. Definitely look forward to it, and you know, by then hopefully we'll all be playing it on nice new consoles. <laughs> if we ever get so. a freaking date, right? Waiting on that date. You better buy me a ring. I'm ready for my date. And a price. Right. And a price, yeah. Oof. So so also that came out of the DC fandom was the Suicide Squad game, the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. That one, I honestly think, to me, looked a little <laughs> bit better. I'm more interested in that one, to be honest with you. Um, I I saw that one, and I was like, ooh. Even though that, you know, I, I was just like, this one looks like a fun game, you know, and – if that one doesn't come out four player co-op, somebody needs to get their hand smacked. <laughs> you know, it's definitely <laughs> a game built for four player. I mean, it's Suicide Squad, and especially this one when they've already let you know that we're seeing Harley Quinn, Deadshot, Captain Boomerang and King Shark. We already know that that's the four players in there, and why can't I play four player and they're all four together in all the game scenes and trailer stuff that we saw. So, you know, that one that one I think um from what I read, since it's 2022 as the release date, it is only looking like it's going to be on the Series X, the PlayStation 5, and then Microsoft Windows, of course. You know, so and it's also in like the Batman Arkham series uh, type world. So you know, uh, definitely something I'm interested in. You know, I, most people didn't much care, didn't care much for the the movie adaptation of the Suicide Squad, but I, I actually enjoyed it. You know, it's it's one of those like guilty pleasure movies. I think yeah, it's pretty good. You know. Um, but, you know, the game, the gameplay, it looks cool to me. What do you guys think, <laughs> Nick? Yeah, I think this looks really good. And I think this one's, if I'm understanding right, this one is made by Rocksteady. And, you know, Rocksteady right now has a great track record. I mean, they've made great games since the beginning. So I don't expect anything less from this. You know, like I said, with Arkham Knights, they are showing, or with the, the Batman Knights, Gotham Knights, um, they are showing four players again, like you said. <clears throat> so they better have four player co-op. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. And, and it looks to be that way for for this one as well. Um, you know, both of them seem to go be going in that direction of four player co-op, and hopefully they both have four player co-op. But yeah, this looks really cool. It looks really awesome, and you know, like the trailer showed, you're fighting the Justice League and and, and a bad. Superman or something? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think given the timeline, the timeline and, and the subtitles and everything, the Kill the Justice League is. Um, I am. I am going to. Think, I am thinking that it's the where they got to kill the evil versions of Batman and Superman and and Wonder Woman 
with you know these four anti-heroes have to take them down because you know the 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 suicide squad's not necessarily good not necessarily bad they're just kind of controlled type thing you know so i think that i think that they're going to be taking down the evil version of those people because you know we saw evil bat evil superman excuse me in the trailer as he was the alpha target so you know i'm sure that their 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 bad guys are going to be evil batman evil wonder woman and evil superman type stuff that's what my my uh, my thought process is after seeing the evil superman yeah uh, i'm just really interested to see how they because it was kind of an odd character choices for the suicide squad i mean yes harley quinn obviously was going to be in it but if you think about it harley quinn captain boomerang dead shot king shark okay king shark is well he's a shark but the other three are just dudes with a gun a boomerang and a bat how are they going to take out Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, you know, even Aquaman? Aquaman use a fish hook, but you can, you know, how are they going to go against that? That to me is a really interesting idea. I want to, I really want to see how they try to pull this off. Yeah, it was an interesting choice of characters. Um, you know, like you said, I, I could imagine Harley Quinn being there and even Deadshot, but Captain Boomerang and King Shark, um, I was kind of surprised to see that they were, uh, in there, because I mean, there are. I'm not as affiliated with the uh, Suicide Squad like you guys might be, but I'm pretty sure there's other characters besides those, correct? Right. Yes, yeah, and it's, yes. I think they're they're getting a little bit of play off the movie because Deadshot was in the movie, um, in the movie, but you know, King Shark was not, <laughs> obviously. But he, he will be. Movie. But he will be in the uh, the upcoming sequel, the James Gunn directed one. Ah, okay, well then that's probably what they're capitalizing off of. They're capitalizing off of the movie references because in the movie, you know, they, they they pick and choose what you know. They they're like these are the best. We think these are the best seller heroes, the best sell best seller anti heroes, I should say. And that's what they're probably basing this off of, you know. So, you know, it's an interesting choice, yeah, because none of them are really super if you want to if you want to go that way they don't all really have really great abilities except for you know the the mutant super shark or uh, king shark and then you know Deadshot's superhuman ability to always hit his target you know <laughs> you know so you know it'll be interesting um i do do like i i do want to see how the four characters will play together in co-op and then how you're supposed to be able to take out evil superman as these four will be interesting or even evil wonder woman you know so, oh yeah. yeah. At least with Batman, it's tech. You know, we can we can counteract his tech to some extent. But with the other two, <laughs> you know, Superman is is Superman, and Wonder Woman is Wonder Woman. They are superheroes in the sense of the word. So right. definitely, definitely will be a good game. And you know, I, I the the DC fandom thing. I was I was a little surprised that they only had two games, but you know, those were the two games that they decided to to push out into the for us to know. The bad thing about it is Suicide Squad. We're looking at 2022 sometime. Could be Christmas, yeah. could be summer, could be spring, could be anything. You know, winter, we just don't know. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's it it's hard not to be excited about the game. But then again, I think that's two years from now. That's a lot of time <laughs> between now and when that game is coming out. So I need to put it in the back of my mind and not to forget about it. Um, at least with the uh, Arkham or the Gotham Knights, that's sometime within the next year. Uh, we could be looking at more than a year, but that would be putting it to like November, December of of 2021. But at least within some time that to me that is within the foreseeable future, two years is a little bit hard for me to try to stay excited about a game like that. And I honestly, that I have a big problem with with release with showing something off so far out in advance because 
it, it it can either get lost or then they just keep moving it back like so many games have like uh cyberpunk and uh well, the ico game can't remember what that one was called or in halo yeah in halo exactly you tell me this is going to be out in two years. Okay, great. Two years later. Well, you know, it's been two years. You can wait another year. No. You tell me about a new game six months from now. That's what I want to know. <laughs> I yeah, want to know after. A... Yeah, I want to know when it's, you know, that the team is finishing up and they're tidying everything and, you know, they're tweaking for the next six months. That's when they should announce the game. Right, and two years is a little bit is a little bit far, in my opinion. Yeah, because I mean we've gotten invested in games like this before. I mean, I remember hearing mm-hmm. stories about Anthem. Anthem is the big one that always comes to mind when stuff like this happens because we oh, followed yes. that game forever. I remember we heard about it years before it was coming out. And we were like, oh yeah, it's gonna be great, and all these videos. And every time a new video would come out, we would just drool over it. And then you know, and and then it was it, it played great. Just you know, it let us down in the end, but it's it builds up two years out in my opinion builds up hype the game can't live up to you have this, absolutely you, just, you build a hype upon hype upon hype they have to outdo the previous uh commercial previous uh trailer the previous information they just have to keep outdoing themselves over and over and over to the point to where the game is the legend of the game can't be as great as the, the game can't be as great as its legend you know <laughs> yes yeah they keep the you know they they have to try to keep that relevance you know but you can't do that for two years. You can't. I mean, we may never hear anything about this for another year. You know, that's 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 kind of hard to do to me. I think that's hard to do to people. Two years, and then what happens? It gets canceled, like a lot of games do when they announce them so early. I mean, look at all the games uh, Microsoft announced uh, three E3s back, got canceled. Sony did the same thing. I mean, hell, Metroid... Prime 4, they showed an emblem, what, seven years ago? <laughs> what have you heard since? Right, yeah, and, and right. it seems that way. And, you know, there's a hard balance to strike between release or showing off a game and when it's going to be released, right? And it's, I think a lot of developers have that hard stance or even maybe publishers in that sense of when should we show a game? You know, Nintendo is bad about showing a game way too early. Like you say, with the uh, Metroid prime, everyone wants Metroid prime, right? We want Metroid prime four, but you just show a logo and say, Oh, it's in development. Well, now everyone's hyped for it. And then you don't hear anything about it and everyone forgets. So it's like, should, you know, at that time, should they have shown that it was? I mean, people have already speculated at that time that there was a Metroid Prime. I guess you're just telling people that there is, but do you need to do that? And for the Rocksteady game uh, with the Suicide Squad, you know, coming out two years from now or even longer if it gets delayed uh, and comes out on the PlayStation 6 and the Xbox Series Series X, (laughs) you know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or maybe Xbox Series SX, I don't know. But um <clears throat> you know, you know, is that going to happen? You don't know. You know, and there are a lot of games that do end up getting canceled. Um you know, that one by Xbox that everyone or by Microsoft that everyone was all about the uh one with the dragons and by platinum. Like oh yeah, oh, the name oh, of God. it. Dragonborn? No, it was yeah, I remember which one you were Scale talking Board. about. Yeah, Scalebound. Or Scalebound. Yeah, there yeah you, you had Scalebound. a they had a whole trailer and the images yeah. looked all polished oh, yeah. and I'm like, they, oh, this is and, and that was four player co op and yeah. Yeah. dragons and dudes and it looked awesome. Everyone was psyched for it and it got canceled. Oh yeah, well, oh yeah. Or 
Or it just goes into the development hell, like Beyond Good and Evil 2. I mean, we heard about that game back in 2017, and then we get like little snippets every few years, and it's like, come on, guys, you've been in, you've been in development now for for three years. Where, when are we gonna see something? When is there's never there's never been a release date or anything. So games that just tell you something and 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 say we'll be out in a few years, always they don't always, but a good chunk of the time they end up disappointing because their release date gets pushed back. And you know we all understand the developer wants their product to be perfect. But they've also built up this level of anticipation in their audience that they're like, we are like, we got to have this game. And then they disappoint their audience, you know, then it creates this big community shift where there's half the community who are like, we understand. We want you guys to create the best game. And then you have all these other people who are mad and irritated. And it's like an infighting between the two groups because the people who are irritated want to voice their irritation. But the people who are on the side of the developers want to just they want to they want everybody to be. Uh, you know, kumbaya and work together and just understand which both sides have valid points. And that's just how everybody has to understand it. The people that want it now are mad because they can't get it now and they anticipate it. The people who are like, yeah, we want the developer to put out their best product and we can wait. There's valid points to both. Right. And if you have enough games between now and then, you know, I'm I'm cool with you pushing a product back. And, and sometimes in some situations, uh, good things happen. You know, I think for Double Fine and Psychonauts too, you know, Psychonauts 2 was in develop has been in development for a long time, and I think since Microsoft acquired Double Fine, Double Fine's been able to go back and say, "Hey, we can now that we got this, you know, kind of extra income, we can make more out of this game." And seeing more of this game, I didn't really play much, if not any, of the first Psychonauts, but a lot of people seem to like it, and the second one looks like it's going to be pretty cool, and probably something I'll play, especially since it's probably going to come to Game Pass day one. Anyway. So it's definitely going to be something that play. So there's situations like that that happen, right? And then you have you have situations where you have Star Citizen, you know, uh, they're in development, they're in development hell for their entire life. They're never going to come out of alpha or pre-release or whatever they're in now. I mean, I remember hearing about them back in like what 2010. Uh, you know, they've raised so much money now. They just keep changing the end goal of that game, which we'll we'll never see. I, I honestly think we'll never see that game, even though that's one company that has raised millions and millions of dollars, but has yet to put out a game that's for the masses. You know, they keep saying, "Well, you can buy the the founders edition and play this, this, and this," and then, but I want to play a finished game. So, you know, this type of stuff happens um, with games where they just get stuck in development forever until they either die or they just say. Hey guys, we're just going to put out an alpha release, and that's all we're going to ever do is an alpha release. Yeah, that's to me that's just on the that's on the line of almost criminal, if you ask me. They're just taking money, you know, hand over fist, but they're producing nothing. Right. So, like I said, yeah, this games get. I just the releasing a game information way too early is 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 a hindrance to some extent in my in my opinion but you know that's just my opinion some people may be like oh yeah i want to know about it two years in advance three years in advance whatever it's always great to speculate on the unknown of a game but when until the developer comes out and says it's this is it you, it's all speculation and when when it is a disappointment because it's not really being done or it, or it never makes fruition it's not the developer's fault because they didn't tell everybody this was happening, you know? So that's kind of how I look at it. If they don't ever say anything but rumors get leaked that something's happening and it never does, then so be it. But if they leak the, if they get out the information, put out the information to the public, and then they pull it because of whatever, you know, company, uh, studio goes under, they get acquired, you know, something like that, you know, that's just something that you have to think about 
uh, when they when they put this information out there so far in the future. Yeah, if you remember, Sony did that with um, Final Fantasy VII. That was announced back in seventeen or sixteen, seventeen, I think. Uh, they first, you know, teased, all right, we're redoing it. They did the trailer, you know, the train, you know, they go up to Shinra, and that was it. And then it was nothing for like two years, three years, and then finally, you know, they started spitting out a little bit more information. So, you know, that's just, I mean, to me, that's just wrong to do to your, to your, your customers, your gamers. And then when the game gets canceled, the game gets, you know, just turned into something completely different, which has happened before too. You know, the original Halo was an RTS, and then they turned it into a, you know, an FPS. Right. Sometimes for the better, sometimes not. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There's, there's, a, there's a tangent we all got off on, huh? Talking about games, DC games, and then we end up going into games that never make it to the end. <laughs> well, let's talk about a game that probably won't make it to the end. <laughs> so so what do you guys think so do you guys got anything else you wanted to add about the dc fandom games that they announced you know the suicide squad or the gotham knights i'm just super super excited yep me too yep i'm the same i'm excited for them and i can't wait to see what they come out with and hopefully they stay on track with their release dates or you know uh, we get you know a sprinkle of information throughout the the, the year about these different games and especially if they're going to announce them so early or talk about them so early. Let's continue that information train and continue to get more information about these. So, But I'm excited. I, definitely. I I like the DC games that come out usually, uh, especially the Batman series games. So definitely look forward to that. Um, I guess, you know, we're talking a little bit about DC. Let's just talk about recently we all got to, we all participated in the uh, – we're going to switch over to Marvel and talk about we got invited to the Marvel Avengers beta that we played a little bit of, and then we were in the, the big open beta thing this past weekend, I think it was. Um, you know, this is one of the games we talked about early on in the podcast that, you know, we probably are not going to buy – well, I'm not probably not going to buy due to how I feel they've treated their consumers on the other end. But we did play the beta, uh, you know, because I wanted to, you know, find out if this really is something that I can I – can, bypass and not have to play um you know shane what did you think of our little marvel avengers uh open beta weekend play i think for a beta it went itself went fine uh i think the gameplay was fine i think the level designs were fine but there was not a bit there that made me go man i've got to have this you know i'm gonna put my uh my upsetness of the whole, you know, Spider-Man thing, you know, to the side and just look at it for what it is. It's a button masher with a little bit of RPG element to it, but there's nothing special there that I could find. I mean, it was fun playing with you guys and, and Russ as a nice team game, a good fun group game, but I don't think there was enough there to make me want to spend $60 on it. Now, it is going to be a games of service. It will be updated and updated and updated. There'll be content after content. At some point, it might get you know so good that god damn guys, we got to get it. But right now, I don't see it. I, you know, and if I put the Spider-Man thing back on the table, I'm still, you know, I'm still on the voice of boycotting it because that to me, the whole Spider-Man thing was was crossing a line you shouldn't cross with your gamers but i enjoyed what we did together 
you know, it has that going for it. It is a good game to play with your friends. What about you, Nick? Yeah, I agree. It's a, it was, a, it was fun. It wasn't a game that uh, I don't think either that we should uh, purchase, at least for right now. Uh, it was fun. It was fun playing the different characters. And uh, through that beta, you got to play as uh, our uh, Miss Marvel, I think it was. And yep. then um, uh, who was the oh, uh, Black Widow. So. That that was neat, and you know, and unlocking the uh, a different you can unlock different you know comics and and various things like that and abilities for the characters. But you know, for me, I feel like they with the direction they should have went with that game, and it was fun playing together and everything. But I think the direction they should have went with that game is where you get to make your own Marvel character. I think that would have been cool. You could design and create your own Marvel character and just have it this. I mean, even just being four player co-op, they didn't have to make it a, an MMO or some shared universe type thing. But where the Marvel characters and Hulk and Iron Man are there, but you're your own superhero uh, within the, you know, maybe joining Marvel or whatever. Uh, because yeah. the, the co-op missions almost felt that way. Like I, I didn't I played this Hulk and I and Hulk was fun. But, you know, I, I think I would have had more fun, and I don't know if it was the same for you guys, but I think we would have had more fun if it was my own character, that I get to name myself and get to dress up myself and have, uh, you know, and get to pick their certain abilities and uh, weaknesses and, and, and strengths, kind of like um, City of Heroes or City of Villains, which was the MMO back in the day. Uh, something like that would have been really cool, especially if they're going to make it a games as service. I don't know. For me, it's like... Yeah, you you do want to play as 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 Hulk and as Iron Man, but and all these Avenger or Marvel characters, but they have plenty of games with those. I mean, wouldn't it be yeah. cool to be able to create your own character uh, with their own powers within the Marvel universe, where you're a part of that universe, but you're own, your own superhero? Yeah, I believe DC Universe did that. Uh, I, if I remember right, you actually created your own character, and the story plot was you. As a new, you know, fledgling hero, get to, you know, try to join the big leagues. Right, yeah, DC Online, which is still going on today. And it's a pretty good MMO. It's got a lot of content, and there's still a big player base. And I think if they would have done, you know, like I said, they don't have to make an MMO. So they could make it more streamlined, where you have certain abilities and certain things, and they can make it more tighter. Because with an MMO, you got to kind of make those abilities and things like that kind of looser because you have so many people. But... With a more constrained environment, or it's just four-player co-op, you could have these more, uh, you know, maybe a mixture of the different Marvel characters' abilities that you could just kind of mix and match between your character, you know, and get to design them and design their look and their outfit and everything, and that would have been really cool. I mean, I'm on board with just about everything you guys said for the most part. Um, I will say that the campaign was extremely boring. I did not even finish it in the beta. Um, you know, I stopped the campaign as soon as the multiplayer opened up. Uh, I was extremely bored with the campaign style of the game. It, it, it felt really weird. The campaign had a lot of bugs in it. When I was fighting the Abomination multiple times, he would disappear and stuff like that, which it's beta. It's understandable that's yeah. going to happen. Um, you know, and so that was that was fine. I really, I honestly think for the most part, you know, as a gamer, we can play a lot of things co-op that are trash, that are just fun because we're playing with each other, with friends. You know, we can play a lot of trash-based games as long as we're playing together. I mean, we we played some pretty boring games that are that don't stand on their own, but just stand on their own when we play co-op. 
but not single player, you know? So, and this game feels very much like that to me, you know, for the most part during the multiplayer, I played Tony Stark, Iron Man the whole time and, you know, and, and stuff like that, just because I, I like that character. That was the one that I wanted to play and everybody kind of picked a character and stuck with it. And we all played it. I mean, we did all the multiplayer stuff you can do in co-op to finish or in co-op to get the, uh, the beta end game beta achievement. You know, we did all the missions, the beta, uh, co-op missions, but I stopped the campaign as soon as the multiplayer opened up. And I think, and I'm pretty sure there was more because every time I logged in, it was like, continue the uh, single player solo campaign. And I just didn't do it for as close to the release time as it is. It didn't feel as completed as it needed to be. There was just a few quirky. I don't know how to explain it. It felt a little quirky and jittery to me. I don't know how best to place that, but we ran into a lot of weird little bugs. bugs. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're one of the bugs was we had to go when we were fighting like a, uh, an NPC that you can get, uh, you know, some purple loot out of. He was only appearing for Shane, and the rest of us couldn't see him. And <laughs> yeah. we're just looking at Shane punching a tree, and I'm just like, all right, there's nothing there, <laughs> and he just wouldn't die, you know. It was an evil so, tree, right? So you know, but I'm on the same train. Even if, and I'm going to go with Shane on this. Even if we took the whole Spider-Man debacle off the table, it's not a sixty-dollar game to me, and it's not a have-to-buy day-one game for me. If the Spider-Man stuff was off the table, this is a at best case sale game for me. Uh, you know, yep. uh, the only selling point for it is it's Marvel. You know, and and I like the Marvel stuff. I like the DC stuff. I, I like both sides. I'm not a hater on any one of those types of things. I love both, and they both have their respected item, their respected uh, characters and and stuff like that. I enjoy both of them. This game to me was not sixty dollars worth. Uh, the single player campaign, you got to play as Captain America, you got to play a little bit as of Thor, and then you know you play as Tony Stark, and then you then it takes off where you play as as Hulk and um, Miss Marvel, and or as as we play Black Widow first, and then you play Hulk and Miss Marvel, and like I said, I just couldn't wait for that part to be over. I'm like, I want to play with my friends because this is boring, you know. Yeah. So, and it's a button masher with some cool, you just basically get more and more cool abilities that you can do as long as you just learn the combo moves. You can pretty much just cakewalk the game, which is what we did. But, you know, we play together quite often, so we know how each other plays. And, you know, we can make up for anything that we see that happens that the other player needs help with or that there's a shortcoming somewhere in the character design or something, you know. So it's not it's not a $60 game for me even if they're doing it as a service because I Marvel's probably going to be one of those greedy companies or the, whoever, you know, who's crystal dynamics and all those guys yep. who are putting out the game is going to be greedy. And they're going to be like, Oh, we're putting out this new character, this new skin, but they're DLC and you're going to need to pay my, my year one season pass or my $20 to get this type of unlock stuff. But when you throw the Spider-Man stuff back onto the table, it's a $10 game for me. They're not getting anything out of me to make any money off of me because of that. I will wait till it's either a Game Pass game or that it's going to be a, a sub twenty dollar game for me. I am that disheveled with their decision to do the Spider Man thing that it's just it is what it is. And honestly, if the if the roles were reversed and they did Spider Man only for Xbox, I would still be on this path with them. I'm like, yep. sorry, you're 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 basically cutting off uh, a portion of your gaming base. You shouldn't do that. This is basically no no bad dog, no no bad Marvel. You know. You not you don't do this to people, so they won't be getting my money to make them any money for now. Uh, like I said, the games of the service thing may change my mind down the road, or as soon as Spider Man gets released to everybody, I will that will probably change my mind. But it's a co op game. I I would I 
I wouldn't mind if you could make your own character, like Nick said, but I honestly think being able to play as the Marvel heroes is kind of uh, iconic and, and fun. Uh, if they did do the model that Nick did, I would want it to be more of an MMO and that the Avengers are just more like your uh, kind of like your uh, contacts in City of Heroes or City of Villains, where mm-hmm. they're the ones that tell you, hey, you know, the city's being attacked, New York's being attacked, and they're doing the whole, you know, basically sequence in the comic books by introducing these Marvel characters as your mentor or, or contact for the current uh, comic season that's going on type thing. Um, but it's, it's not a, it's not a bad game and it's not a great game. It's a middle of the road game. I would honestly say it's, it's a okay game. It's not, not groundbreaking, not boring except for the campaign. But we played a lot of fun co-op missions. You know, the tank, killing the tank was probably the funnest mission, from in my opinion. I don't know what you guys thought. Big tank, yeah, I agree. It gave me a very Halo-y, you know, one vibe when, you know, when you first fight Scarab because it's that kind of a mission. I really, I really think out of everything we did, that is definitely probably the one memory that was like, man, we had a good time on that one. Right. We did that one multiple times, <laughs> for sure, right. on purpose. Yeah, I think that was a really fun uh, mission. Some of the other missions were kind of weird, where <clears throat> I'm not sure what you were, when you were done. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was like we'd get into it and we start fighting enemies, and it's like, oh, the mission's over, and you're like, uh, okay, mission's over. I guess we did what we were supposed to do. I don't know what it was, but we did it. And, yeah. and some of them were really short at the beginning, which didn't make much sense because there would still be enemies on screen, and the, the game would just pop up and say, you're done, and then just <laughs> you go back and you're like, okay. Um, oh yeah, good job, team. Right. Yeah, yeah good I think, job. I think we figured out really late into the game how to discover what were the side missions in each of the main missions because we didn't realize that pushing like up on the control on the D-pad for Xbox would show you the secondary missions yeah. in the game until we were over well over halfway. And I'm like, well, crap! How much of this stuff did we miss because we didn't do do all this? I mean, we're all a bunch of like completionists to some extent where we're like, hey, let's do all the side stuff while we're here, you know? So and then we because we were complaining like in in the game like halfway through the game we're complaining like where are you I can't find you you know because there's no mini map that tells you where your buddies are in the game and we would get separated you know everybody's off doing their own little thing Hulk smashing something over here you know and and you know Black Widow's over there kicking something and you know <laughs> so you know we got and then finally uh, I don't even remember who it was was like hey guys push up on the D pad and I'm like what. <laughs> so I'm like, we've been complaining this whole time for a feature that's in the game that somehow we all missed. So Right. Yeah, we were like, hey, we they should really add this feature where you can find your other friends, you know, and then it's like, oh, hit up on the D-pad. Well, there you go. There you know where everyone's at. <laughs> even, t- even told you like a marker as far as where to go for the main quest. It would even right. show like a white line saying like, hey, you need to go this way. It wasn't me. It was a middle of the road game. And it, it is kind of weird, this type of game being made by Crystal Dynamics. I love Crystal Dynamics. They make the Tomb Raider games, which are fantastic. And most of the games they've made I've really liked. And it's kind of odd to see Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics being making a Marvel game. Um, I would have assumed Marvel would have went with a different company. Not that I don't think Crystal Dynamics couldn't do it. It's just kind of an odd fit, um, in my opinion. Uh, mainly because Crystal Dynamics is more known for their single-player campaigns right i mean because that's i mean if you play the new tomb raiders they're fantastic but they're single player adventures you know and and they're made for that they have i think they have a multiplayer mode or some sort of multiplayer thing but they're mainly single player adventures and they're great for that and they do a great job of that 
and uh, it's just kind of weird to see that company do something like this, where it's it's it does have a single player feature, but they kind of they have to throw in that co-op multiplayer portion of it, which I think is just throwing off their their single player storytelling that they typically get off pretty well with the Tomb Raider games and stuff. <clears throat> and I agree with you with the Spider-Man. That sucks and that's stupid. And, and like you said, you know, even if Spider-Man was on Xbox and on PlayStation, you'd be like, well, that's stupid. Uh, and, and we're boycotting our, our purchase of this game. And, you know, when uh, they came out saying that for PlayStation, there was a lot of PlayStation users that were saying the same thing. Like, no, that's stupid. The, you know, people on the Xbox or whatever else device should be able to play as Spider-Man just like us. You know, everyone should be able to play Spider-Man. Uh, Destiny did the same thing, and a lot of people didn't like that. You shouldn't punish people because they decided to buy a specific console. You know, I mean, if if a person can only afford one console, that's by all means. That's that's They choose to buy the console they want for whatever reason. You know, we've already went into detail about why people do this, buy specific consoles. But, you know, a lot of people can only afford the one console – Oh, they they can't justify buying the second console for whatever reason. You know, it is hard for me to justify buying a second console. I buy it for the PlayStation exclusives, but that's you know in in a in a in a console run, that's probably less than a dozen consoles, a dozen games that I buy on that PlayStation. But I bought it for you know I bought it for that. My reasoning for buying an Xbox, we've already discussed, is that's what my friends buy, and that's where we primarily play co-op games together. So that's why we I buy that one. And then the PlayStation is for my exclusives. Now, if it was the other way around, we'd buy, we'd buy PlayStations and then buy the Xbox for the exclusives. But, you know, so I, I do think that that's just – that's punishing people who haven't bought the console that you want them to because you own some part of the IP or you got somebody – you got some plan that somebody wants to borrow something. Basically, you bargained with taking away something from gamers so that you can give the studio or whoever a one-up on something else. So – it's a, it's a big it's a big no no for me on when they do this. So that's exactly why I you know honestly the game is a middle of the road game, but the whole Spider Man thing makes it a makes it a, a a turd for me right now. So I don't want to buy a turd. No turds for Patrick. I, I couldn't I couldn't I mean could not agree anymore with you guys. It's what Marvel or well I'm not going to throw the blame at one person. I know because it's Sony, Crystal Dynamics, Square Enix. And Marvel. Those guys, they made a crappy deal with this whole Spider-Man thing. And the game, like you were saying, Nick, you know, with the developers, they should they should have went with what they're more qualified to do. You know, that's just me. And I think uh I think when this game hits Game Pass or, you know, the five dollar bin at the local pawn shop, then I might buy it. Right, yeah. So it, it'll be one of those on-sale games uh, for me, for sure, uh, if I do actually intend to buy it. Because by the time I may intend to buy it, it, we may not even have any interest in it as a group. And that, like I said, that's the only reason that I would buy this game is if, as a group, we decided to make the decision to play it. Because I want to play the co-op. The single-player campaign bored me to no end. And so I was just like, I'm done with the single-player stuff. So. It would be a group effort. If the group came out and said, we're going to give this a shot because we want to play a co-op, then I would maybe make concessions. just depends on how much of the sting is still there from the Spider-Man thing. Um, but honestly, I think as a group, we're all under the same impression that it's got to get Spider-Man released to everybody, and it's going to be a sub-$30 game. You yep, know, I so. definitely agree. So, uh, you know, is uh, 
everybody, you know, anybody got any other comments you want to make on the Avengers or the or the the DC games that we kind of talked about? Well, as far as the Avengers, I would like to say if they would work this fix Spider-Man, obviously, but if they want to make that game a little funner, a little more, you know, cooperative as it is a co-op game, I'd like to see them utilize some of the powers together with people. I you know, I mean, I didn't see Hulk do anything with uh, Iron Man or, you know, I'd like to see something like that. Stuff from the movies, you know, Hulk throw him up, Iron Man blast him. Yeah, that would be interesting. I didn't see a whole lot of synergy moves, but I I, I, I didn't even read if there was. Was there, did anybody else catch if there was like synergized moves between multiple characters in that game? I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything where there was any type of synergized uh, moves. I think the last game that had that was the Marvel Alliance, right? Uh, they where you could synergize with uh, other characters, but in this one I didn't see anything that uh, worked with uh, other Marvel characters. Which is surprising because, especially for like Square Enix, because they do this in a lot of their games. They do the synergized yeah. moves, you know, the Final Fantasy games and all that stuff. They're synergized moves together and stuff. So that's that's interesting. If if it is something we just missed, it may be. But you know, um, if if it was, if it's something we missed, that sucks. Because I would like to have seen some of the synergized moves. But you know, it right. it is what it is. But that's you know, that's neither here nor there. Now we won't. We may or may not find out if this game goes to Game Pass, we'll play it because guess what? We got it for free or, you know, part of our subscription plan. Um, But I don't see us purchasing this when it comes out in November. Yeah, I don't see why Hulk can't throw Wolverine. So (laughs) we're going to lawn dart. We're going to lawn dart Wolverine with the Hulk is going to do. We're going to do what was it? The Secret Wars with the Marvel and then all the X-Men and everything together. Yep. So then you do the Secret Wars. So, yeah, I think, you know, I think what is this? This game is supposed to be out. Actually, I think it's September. It's like November. For I, think the it's next, next, I think it's next week. Next actually. week. Yeah. For, September yeah. 4th or something like that. But then I, the November was for the next. I think they're going to release it on the next consoles, you know, when the consoles come out. And I don't even know if it's optimized for the new gen consoles. So, you know. Or if uh, you have to pay for an optimization. Because <laughs> uh, some of these companies are. Uh, God, who was it? I just saw the new Call of Duty is going to be $70 for the new consoles. Which, yeah, and they said too portion. that they weren't going to have uh, for the current console generation. They weren't going to have a uh, upgrade path to the new consoles for the next Call of Duty. So, so those games are that game's not on my list for a while. Another sale <laughs> game. As <laughs> Activision, you know, they're like, oh, yeah. hey, how can we make that money? Yeah, how can oh, we yeah. gouge all these people without seeming like we're trying to gouge them? Our games are now seventy bucks. You know, which you know, but, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm not it. Maybe we're not into the 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 place yet where I don't know if we're in the place yet ready to see seventy dollar games or not. I mean, a sixty dollar game is sometimes a hard pill for me to swallow. So seventy dollars just makes it even that much more hard to swallow, um, especially because it's a you know it's a hobby for us and for me. You know, it's a hobby um, that we do, and and six, spending seventy dollars on a game is is a pretty hard hard pill to swallow. So we'll just have to see what happens. If more games follow the trend, then the only option is to either buy it. Or you just have to wait for game sales, which right now I'm at the point to where I, I wait a lot of times for game sales. The only things that I really buy up front are the the big name stuff that I just got to play now, you know. Right. And that was a hard pill to swallow when games went from $50 to $60. 
You know, I mean, back in the day of Super Nintendo, or I'm sorry, Nintendo 64, you know, a lot of those games were 60 bucks. And that mm-hmm. was hard. You know, you would get a Nintendo 64 game every once in a while, right? Because, um, you know, back then that was expensive. Uh, and today is still expensive, but it's a little bit easier to purchase a game that's 60 bucks. But still, I don't like to purchase games at $60. And like you, Patrick, so I only buy games at that full price value. If it's something I know I'm really going to enjoy and I know something that I really want to play, then I'll buy it for $60. Otherwise, I'm waiting for it to go on sale because I don't want to spend $60. Um, you know, fifty do- you know, you say like $50 is still expensive and it is. Uh, but I'd rather pay $50 and $60 and $70 is, I mean, we're getting up there, you know, that's we're going to get up to the point where we're going to pay almost a hundred bucks for a game. Yeah. That's a pretty hefty bite considering, you know, your console, uh, let's say you bought a, an Xbox one right now, the two ninety nine, if I remember right. So that's what three, uh, four games almost. That That's funny that you mentioned that because, I don't really, as as the current price point at sixty dollars a game, I don't really compare it to how many games I got to buy before I pay for my console. But when you just mentioned the hundred dollar price mark, the first thing that went to my brain was how many games do I get before I've bought the console's worth in games? <laughs> and, and I don't know why, but that to me was just and, and immediately like brought to memory like how am I going to afford that if I buy a five hundred dollar console and I buy five games? That's a thousand dollars that I've just spent on a gaming hobby and that thousand dollars is just five games that, you know, I would have bought in a current thing, you know, I would have bought 10 games at that price or whatever. Uh, I'm a big bargain gamer. I wait for the sales. I do the steam sales all the time on PC and then I buy stuff when they come on sale, but certain things you just had to buy at full price. Like you're, you're very rarely going to get a Nintendo game on sale. So I'm always, you know, when I bought Zelda and Mario, I paid full price because I'm not getting them at a sale. Because uh, they're never go on sale. Um, yeah. And PlayStation, for the most part, I buy those games at release. The the games that I want on PlayStation because they're gotta have for me. They're the they're the um, they're the you know the uh, the God exclusive games. Yeah, yeah, they're the exclusives that are just like you gotta play those. You know, so I buy those at release. Uh, Xbox, I'm pretty much you know I wait for a sale on the most things on Xbox unless it's a big co-op game that we all want to play. You know, so. We'll buy those. I'll buy those because we're going to play as a group. So I, I swallow that pill. But Sony puts out what three or four exclusives a year, maybe that are like gotta plays. I mean, they've yeah. been kind of slow here lately, but you know, they put out about three on average. I'd say a year gotta have. So they're not too bad to contend with. But if I'm spending five hundred dollars on a console to play only three games that cost me another three hundred, well, then there's a problem. Yeah, but you got to remember this: you can always take it to GameStop and get twelve dollars fifty cents. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> or two dollars and fifty cents. Well, if yeah. they're hundred dollar games, <laughs> they're, yeah, they're going to go up from yeah. two fifty to twelve fifty. There you go. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, like you said, the great thing about PlayStation and Xbox is they do have a lot of sales, so you can get a lot of those games, even retail. You know, if you buy physical, there's a lot of uh, a lot of those games go on sale, uh, Best Buy or Walmart or whatever, a, a lot of the time. So you can pick those up fairly cheap. Uh, and even digital sells, you know, just about every week, and especially every week for Xbox, and I think for the same for PlayStation, they have a sale every week where there's games on sale, right? And, uh, you know, sometimes the sale for a certain game is like $5 off, and you're like, eh, okay, no. <laughs> you know, uh, one game in particular, Man uh, Manhunter, Man-Eater. the shark game, or Maneater, right? Man-Eater, the shark yeah. game, 
uh, you know, it was on sale recently on the Xbox for what nine dollars <laughs> off or five dollars off or something like that, and it was like, no, I I want a better sell, and it'll eventually get to that point. So, right. um, you know, for Xbox, that's what I typically look for too. You know, there are some games that I have purchased Xbox games on there at full price, but those are the games that I know I'm going to play. You know, when Dark. Souls 3 came out a long time ago on Xbox. I bought it day one because I know I was going to play it and love it, and I did. And it was a great game. Um, you know, especially with PlayStation, again, it's one of those things, too. Like you said, when there's exclusive games come out that I know I'm going to love, I, I buy those day one and I have them in there. But uh, my other PlayStation games that I have, I've waited till they've gone on sale because I know they're eventually going to go on sale. And like you said, Nintendo never goes on sale. And if they do, it's like $5 off. So it's like, what's the point? Right. Um, <laughs> yep. Might as well just bought it used for that price. Yeah, yeah, right. Might as well just go to GameStop and, and, and buy one of their used copies because it's going to get $5 off there. So there's really no point. But, uh, yeah, um, it's going to be great. Yeah, so I think that, <laughs> that kind of wraps up our, our dessert section, you know. I mean, we talked about some DC games and then the Marvel game that we got to play, you know, so – uh, you know, and then we went off on a few tangents. So, you know, I think we <laughs> we covered all the topics <laughs> of <for> those games. <laughs> uh, I agree. And I think it is now Shane's time. He's going to go make room after dessert to talk about upcoming releases. Shane? Oh, yes. This week, we got some new games coming out here. No particular order, but this week we got Jump Force for the Switch. Project Cars 3 is pretty much for everything. Wasteland 3, which the we're all excited to jump into. Sheen. Game for Game Pass. <laughs> I love me some Game Pass. Madden NFL 21. If you're a football player, uh, I'm not. But this one is interesting. You need to check out the trailers for Road to Guangdong. It's an adventure game where you're on the road with your family. I think Shane's been talking about that game for like a week or two now. I think so. I just I cannot stop watching the trailer. It's so goofy. And he sent uh, us the trailer the first time, and there was nothing there. Yeah, there was no trailer, and so yeah, he had to make sure that we all saw it. We had to make sure we had to all see that trailer. It was a bad link, but yeah, it was. It's funny as hell. Uh, we got Outbreak, the new nightmare for PS4, and Tell Me Why for well everybody. And the one I am probably most excited to try is Vader, Vader Immortal uh, for VR, PS4 VR. VR. Yeah, but you get to play as Vader, and I already breathe that way, so we are set. I guess I'm gonna have to go to Shane's house. I'll have to, I'll have to, I'll have to pre-COVID spray down the VR set. There you go. <laughs> Either Shane's house, or or you can come here. Either way. Yeah. Yeah, you can get the COVID wherever you'd like. Yeah, where are you? <laughs> I'll go to Nick's or Shane's house, yeah. I'll just have to kick the kids off of it when I get there. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's kind of a, a weak week, uh, except for Wasteland, in my opinion, and uh, the Vader game. Uh, and I will at some point try the Road to Guangdong just because it's so goofy. But, because he wants to. Yeah. But... Uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of a light week, so uh, let us know what you're playing. Yep, I know I'm going to be playing some uh, Wasteland 3 in our next game we'll talk about. 
uh, that's upcoming that I'm still playing. But yeah, Wasteland 3 is definitely going to be a, a heavy game for me. I love the Wasteland series. It, it's all that Fallout-esque tile game. So for me, that's going to be definitely, yeah. I'm going to definitely be hitting that hard. Yeah, definitely. Yep, definitely. And I think also Remedy's uh, expansion for Control, the AWE, which is the Alan Wake expansion oh, for Control, right. I think that came out already. So I uh, believe it came out on the 21st or the 17th of this month. Uh, I think it came out recently because they just posted some stuff about it the other day. So I think it was maybe maybe this Tuesday that it came out, maybe the 25th. I can't remember. Either way, I, I love Alan Wake and I love Control and uh, definitely be checking that out to see the co- the connection between Alan Wake and Control. So, right, yeah. and another right. Alan Wake. They need to make Alan Wake too. Just put it out there. Oh gosh, yeah. I guess Alan one Wake was... is Alan Wake is probably one of the maybe ten games in my entire gaming history that I've actually bought all the DLC for. Love Alan Wake. Well, hopefully you guys don't hate me because I've never played it. Oh, you go to hell for that. <laughs> you need to get off this podcast and go play it right now. <laughs> I've never played Alan Wake. Some of those I suspense love some of those suspense thriller games just get to me. I don't have well, the it's more anxiety. Like, it's more like action it's more like it's not really scary, it's more like uh what psychological it's suspenseful or suspenseful. Kind of thing. Yeah. I mean yeah. I mean I I I really wanted to play like Setsuna and uh, that game with a headset on gave me anxiety. Um, <laughs> I got was, medicine you can have. <laughs> I mean, I played that game and, and they're like, it's simulated psychosis. And I'm like, all right, it's simulated. And I can hear this crap in my head with my Adobe Atmos set. And I don't want to play anymore. <laughs> it, it, it gave me anxiety. I don't know. I don't know if everybody's the same, but some of the games give me anxiety to where I feel like I always constantly have to pee. I don't know why. Um, it's one of those things. <laughs> I go pee, I come back and I play it. And I'm like sitting there on my seat waiting for something to jump out. And I'm like, I'm going to have a heart attack playing these games because I just can't take the anxiety level of some of them. So, you know, I've heard great things about Alan Wake. I have. And I I actually have bought it on, I believe, I can't believe, I can't remember which of the which of the stores that I bought it on or own it on, but uh, I have it. I just have never played it because some of those games just are, have too, I get too much anxiety about them. Um, you know, so the things that save me in games like that is co-op or multiplayer. If I can play with somebody, it lessens the anxiety. I don't know. It's probably that same haunted house concept where if you go with your buddies, you can't let them see that you're a big pansy. Right. <laughs> so you're like, yeah. like, hey, yeah, this is cool. This is fun. So Can't pee myself in front of my friends. Yeah, they'll That's never right. let me live it down. So that, and then, you know, another game that just came out that we probably, is going to be on our radar eventually, but the DLC for Remnant, the um, the last one came out yes. that adds a couple of new biomes. I mean, we loved that game. It was like a hidden gem game, but the DLC for it just came out um, not too long ago. Uh, so the Remnant from Ashes, uh, that was a really, really good game uh, that surprised me. It's a hard game, but you get to play co-op, so it lessens the difficulty. I mean, we still died a lot in that game, but we yeah. we beat it. Um, so, you know, it's the Subject 2923 DLC that adds a couple biomes. So I'm sure we'll get to play that one co-op and, you know, definitely on our list and it just came out like 16th or something so definitely a new release that we that everybody should check out if you haven't played it if you haven't played remnant uh definitely a good little hard shooter game um kind of i mean i don't know if i would call it i would call it dark souls but it kind of reminds me of dark souls if dark souls allowed you to have a gun <laughs> yeah it's, it's dark souls with guns i mean it, it it can't be that hard 
but it is super fun and especially super it, it's it's super fun with co-op you know I, and, and i hopefully it got the attention it should have deserved because i think that was at the time it came out that was one of the greatest games to come out at that time because it really wasn't anything out at that time and that game came out of nowhere I don't think anybody really knew much about it. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely a surprise. I mean, it looked fine and stuff on trailers and whatnot. It looked interesting, but yeah, once you get in there, it's it is a it is a blast. It really yeah. is. I think I don't know how many times me and Nick stayed up pretty late playing, and after everybody would get off, just the two of us still because we were like, hey, I heard if you run the biome like this, you'll get this boss, and so we would keep running the biome over and over in adventure mode to try to find the boss or the secret. Thing, you know, we found so yep. many different bosses and enemies that way. Um, and, and like I said, it was it was a great game. Uh, spent a lot of time in it. We beat it. We beat it multiple times. Uh, we ran each of us through the the uh, end game. The last boss was a very interesting fight. Um, and you know, definitely good game. So I would check out the expansion of that. And you know, we'll be playing a lot of. We'll be probably playing that, and I'll be playing a lot of Wasteland. So Wasteland Three, anyway. Yeah, I can't wait to play the new expansion. Yep, me neither. We'll be getting it eventually. Um, and then, you know, be looking out for our, uh, so, I mean, really, I don't have anything else for the upcoming and new release stuff. How about, do you guys have anything you want to bring up? I already brought up my piece. Play <laughs> the Alan Wake Control expansion that just came out. That's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be checking that out. Uh, the last expansion for uh, Control came out not too long ago, which is really cool, but it's, uh, if you ever play Control, it's the, you get to go into the jukebox and, uh, it, it, that mode, it, it's really that expansion is really kind of like a survival mode, kind of like a uh, attrition type mode. Um, so it's not really a continuation of the story, but this one is, from what I've heard. And so, um, and it brings a whole new uh, portion to control. So I'm, I'm really excited to play that. Shane, you got anything else? Road to Guangdong. <laughs> He'll be playing that one. And I'm sure <laughs> we're all gonna have to play it too because you know, like, yeah, gotta check this out. There'll be too many inside jokes from that game. Uh, so, like I said, we're playing lots of stuff. We're looking forward to seeing what you guys are playing. Um, look forward to our next podcast coming out, and we'll, we'll have a game review uh, one up next week as well, and we'll be posting about that one. Uh, we appreciate everybody listening, and uh, we'll catch up with everybody next time. See you later.